Cast Cowboys, Lana Freshly here, and today I'm talking to David Kersner, the department head for theater. We're going to be discussing all the different options you can do with theater, the majors we have, and other opportunities within the theater department. We'll also be talking about Stop Kiss, the upcoming production running February 13th through the 15th. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much, David, for coming on our podcast today. Thrilled. Yeah, um, I'm so excited because today we're going to be talking about theater and all of the majors within your department, along with any opportunities that students have to participate outside of their major. So to get us started, tell us a little bit about the theater department. So theater instruction at OSU actually goes back decades and decades, but the Saratine Center for the Performing Arts was first renovated into what you see now in the late 60s, early 70s, and was born uh, under our founder, Vivia Locke. You can come to the Seratine and see her bronze statue today and touch the little finger that's pointing, probably giving a, a note to, to some former student in that bronze statue. It's quite lovely. Our theater program, uh, right now we have a BA, and you can take that in acting, design, stage management. We have our music theater component, uh, as well as physical theater. There's a lot going on in the theater arts. We also, very soon in a few short months, will be unveiling some brand new degree paths. So stay, uh, stay on this channel to hear more in just <laughs> a few short months. And I completely forgot to talk about our arts admin major. This is a brand new major. Uh, our brand, um, if I can use business lingo, and, and it is, you know, I teach show business. We talk a lot about show, but it's show business. It's not called show show. <laughs> and so we also teach about the, the business of theater and, and what it means to find your brand as a performer and more specifically to to find out what kind of a theater maker you are. And so we, d we don't just train our theater majors in performance or design, but really how can they think about applying those theatrical skill sets to in, in both within the entertainment industry and outside. And that's the key component of arts administration. So you can take this as a major and learn fundraising, learn how to incorporate 501c3 nonprofit companies. And we do that so that we can receive tax deductible donations from the community, but also learn about branding in this digital age. And that's a, that's a huge skill set. The, within our industry, and I know this because I've administrated my own company for decades, Looking Glass Theater of Chicago. I also have an applied theater company, uh, Shaking the Tree, where we use theater in business environments. In all these areas, there is a desperate need for administrators, those that have an, a knowledge of contributed income and the development of revenue streams for the arts. The place a lot of folks in our industry, they go to what's called art search to look for open jobs. And um, at OSU, you, because you're a student here, you, you get a, a free access to art search and you can see all the jobs that are available in our industry. Well, if you look at there, you can see countless 
directors of development needed to, to raise money for these nonprofits or technical directors or stage managers. So it's not just on stage that you can make a living in the arts, but uh, support positions as well are quite lucrative. Oh, that's so cool. And um, now, it's my understanding you also take some business courses in this program. Is that that's correct? That's right. That's right. So yeah, you get quite a good foundation mm -hmm. beyond the arts. So you get those practical knowledge to apply in the arts field. Is that right? That's right. So we have some of our students are double majoring or doing a major minor combo where they're majoring in arts administration and then minoring in dance. And I imagine, uh, in fact, talking with those students, that's their desire, start their own dance company. But as opposed to trying to, when I was coming up, they didn't teach us how to write grants. They barely taught us how to format a resume. We, I, I received fantastic arts training, but then how to actually market myself and how to properly break into the business was really something I kind of had to do on my own. That's not the case today. When you're looking for a, a really strong program in, in theater training or entertainment training, you're, you're looking for a cohort of faculty that are practitioners in the field. So for instance, here in the academy, we, we talk a lot about both instruction and research. Uh, in our field, Research isn't necessarily writing unless you're writing a play, <laughs> right? I, my research is directing a play or writing a play or producing a, a play somewhere in, in the world. And so that's an interesting clarification on, on our, our degree. So it's, what's nice is you're going to get out of, in four years, because we do have that Finish in Four program here at, in the College of Arts and Sciences, and, and we're very serious about that getting you ready for the industry so by the time you're a senior you'll be ready to whether it be auditioning for other production companies or incorporating your own company we'll have you ready for that from that that moment that you graduate it's part of our commitment in in terms of the greater university to help our students graduate with the least amount of debt and the most amount of promise for starting to to jump into their careers right away. Oh, that's so awesome. I love yeah. that we have these opportunities for students to figure out their own path. Yeah. So for those students that are looking at theater degrees, what are some of the classes that they can expect to take while they're here? Okay, so whether you're in the major or just taking a look at uh, maybe some electives in theater arts, you're gonna start with our acting one or the intro to theater. The intro to theater is, is, is a fantastic primer in all areas of theater. Uh, it does count as a gen ed course, so, so anyone on campus can, can take it, and it's a really exciting class. We even offer versions of that online, because oh, wow. we do have some distant learners on, on campus that need to take advantage of that. And that's a, actually, the online course is just as dynamic um, as, as the one that is uh, classroom-based. Uh, we have several of our faculty uh, that teach that course. So it's, we don't have graduate students teaching these, these entry-level courses. These are actual practitioners in the field that are, that are teaching that. So you're, you're working with 
actual directors or actors in the theater industry in taking some of these beginning level classes. How cool is that? Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's what's unique about OSU. And it's one of the reasons, I don't know if you know this, but uh, or those that are listening, uh, I know Lana here knows this, I, I'm brand spanking new to OSU. I came here, my first day of work was July 1st. The OSU environment is absolutely amazing. I've taught at just about every un university there is. Um, I've been teaching for decades and decades, and so it's been thrilling to be here. And there is so much support for the arts here on campus. It's not that way at every campus. So we are blessed to have the College of Arts and Sciences Dean's Office and President Hargis and, and everyone, uh, your office, everyone's working their high knees off to make sure that uh, we have vibrant arts instruction. And um, actually, I'm about to go to a meeting over at the OSU Foundation about uh, possibilities for further funding for, for the arts. Um, if you haven't had a chance to go check out uh, uh, any of the arts offerings at the McKnight Center, go check it out. It's an amazing resource. And that we have the new music school being built right behind there. So see the progress on that. And as soon as they're done with that, they're gonna take those cranes and bring them over to the Saratine Center because we're working on some renovations over there. Oh, so we have a lot of excitement coming a up. A lot going on. That new, is so cool. That's right, new dance studios and black box theaters and and um, really, really you're getting cutting edge instruction here. We're also working collaboratively with Endeavor, with the engineering there and that the, some of their students are working on some uh, uh, animatronic staging systems that are going to be used in next year's uh, season. Oh, so cool. it's it really exciting to yeah. see what's going on with that. And then I'm also working with uh, Craig Freeman, who's the head uh, over at Mass Communication and Journalism and Media. Um, we're actually working on a project down in Tulsa, OSU Tulsa, bringing some programming down there, but working on a artistic response to the unfortunate 100-year centennial of the Greenwood Massacre. And that's something that uh, students in, uh, we're working with students in geography and journalism um, and theater, creating micro-performances and uh, geotagging to take a look at what businesses used to be there in Black Wall Street and actually creating micro-performances in and around that so that we get a real feel of of a amazing community that's no longer there and to, with with the idea of how can we rebuild and how can we honor uh, a, a unfortunate legacy and how can we make sure we get it right this time in terms of how we treat each other as a community oh how cool yeah and that's what theater does right that we so cool. we're the we're the front lines to to make sure that our society and fabric of our society stays strong we, we're building such a, a strong program. Uh, it's it's growing tremendously. I was just looking at the numbers, and we're already up 25% in terms of admissions. So, awesome. uh, we'll, we'll, I'm excited to see. We're, we're about to meet in a few short weeks. We have our admitted students and our scholarship days coming up February 22nd. So, those that are interested, and we, we have further funding available, come audition for the program. February 22nd. Oh, that's awesome. That's and it's always great to hear about scholarship opportunities. Yeah. So, and I know theater has some great ones. So isn't yes. it cool that we have an opportunity for students to come do their passion in theater yeah. and have a scholarship for it? It's it's amazing. It's um, 
OSU has one of the most affordable degree paths, several degree paths that, that you can get within, I think within eight states, especially because there's our uh, generous administration has allotted us with several out-of-state tuition waivers. So it's not just Oklahomans that are getting the benefit of OSU. We have um, theater enthusiasts from Texas and Kansas and Missouri, Arkansas, Illinois, we, we have some folks from both coasts as, as well participating, uh, as well as Tennessee and Florida. So really, you're getting a, a microcosm of the in, entire country. In fact, we do have some international students participating as well. Oh, Our job in the cool. theater is to reflect the world around us. So both in terms of the representation of the department, um, both in our faculty and our students, we are constantly striving to get more voices to the table so that we have that representation to better reflect the world around us. And so it's, it's becoming an even more dynamic cohort of, of, of students. I'm real excited to see where we're going. That is so cool. And yeah. you said something really important, David. We talked a little bit about out-of-state students. Mm -hmm. And so for our out-of-state students that are listening, we have this really cool program called the Academic Common Market. And so if a student in their area doesn't have within their state um, like arts administration, they can actually apply for that and mm -hmm. get in-state tuition. So it's a really cool opportunity. So for those of you listening that are out of state and are interested in our new program, Arts Administration, check out the Academic Common Market for ways you can get in-state tuition. Oh, that's amazing. I thought they just had to audition for me to get that. But <laughs> so that's And that's yeah. what's a, what I'm finding is being new to OSU. Every day I find out some new resource that's available, um, the amount of the Student Success Center within the College of Arts and Sciences, LASSO for the greater community, um, Student Disability Services, the Student Success Center, the, the writing uh, tutoring available, math tutoring, there's, it's just, it's, it's absolutely endless and so exciting. There's just workshop after workshop to help you succeed. Yes. And I, I know it can be nerve wracking to jump into a, a new environment, environment or college, but OSU really helps you along along the way. Get ready for Adulting 101. Yeah, that's <laughs> completely right. Yeah. And speaking of Adulting 101, I'm sure a lot of our listeners is, are wondering, well, if I get a degree in theater, then what I'm going to do? So yeah. going off that Adulting 101, what careers can somebody get in theater? Absolutely. Um, as many as your mind can dream up. It is amazing to me because I've been advocating for the theater since I started. I started working in theater as a, a childhood performer. I performed at the San Francisco Opera as a child and was cool. a, a touring singer with the San Francisco Boys Chorus. So I got bitten by the bug quite early. Uh, so for me, there, uh, my path was, was written long ago in terms of what I was going to be going into. But I also know folks that jumped into theater later in life and got their training later in life or got excited about, say, in high school and, and suddenly realized it could be um, something they're interested in. But oftentimes, with a theater degree, we think that we have to somehow make excuses for it, that somehow it has lesser value or has a more risky return on investment that couldn't be farther from the truth. There are uh, national studies on the value of the theater degree. Uh, it's 
in in terms of the top 100 degrees, it's actually kind of right in the middle. It's it's in the 40th to 50th percentile, and be, because yes, you can have a degree where you're on that performance track and you're say you're hitting the coasts or you're going to big theater towns like Chicago or Dallas or Seattle, San Francisco or getting into the film industry. But the thing is that you don't just have to go to New York or LA for the film industry. The, actually one of the greatest areas of growth for the film industry is right now happening in the Great Plains states. In Oklahoma right now has massive tax subsidies where in order for these production companies that are coming to Oklahoma. We just wrapped a Matt Damon film, uh, Stillwater, and some of our faculty and students got to participate in that. We have uh, the Martin Scorsese film, Killers of the Flower Moon, that's coming up with um, Leonardo DiCaprio and that. I mean, there's, there's, this is all happening here. And for these production companies to get these tax breaks, they have to hire folks that are here in Oklahoma. They can't just bring in um, those that are trained from the coast. So there's this desperate need amongst our state f to get the kind of training for those that are trained in, in film, in uh, locations management, in costume and wardrobe management, along with those that want to train to be on camera. Uh, so there's that, that's just one area. But the other area is even if you are worried about making it in the film or television or radio or online venues and there's that's just a whole market in, in itself in terms of what's opening up uh, in terms of the, the need for those trained in our industry in in an online platform but even if you just set that aside and that's that's primarily where I made my living I have three kids two in college I've paid off cars paid off mortgages all from a life in the arts and one of the ways that I did that was using my skill set both within the theater but then outside in what's called applied arts. So for instance, my second company, I use arts in, in business environments where I'm staging case studies for family business conferences, family philanthropy, and training um, amongst financial institution um, private bankers. And so this is something I fell into 25 years ago, going on 25 years ago. And it's been amazing to have that as just a, a, a second area of income in, in, in my life. Everybody, you know, we're living it now in a kind of the hustle economy right now. Everybody's gigging. I'm, uh, that's kind of new for a lot of populations. In the theater, that's what we've been doing for all our lives. And we're used to, to, to doing that. Um, and so that's how I was, I honestly, from the moment I, got my undergraduate degree uh, interdisciplinary between theater and com um, communication studies and, and speech disorders. I worked as a waiter for two months. I was a horrible <laughs> waiter. So, someone told me they, I gave them the, their, the worst service they had received since their tour of duty in Vietnam. And so I knew I needed to make it in the arts. And I also came from a family of educators. So you can, you can work as a teaching artist. You can apply those skills in other areas. I've also staged mock trials for, the, uh, for law education or working with uh, communication processes with uh, those working in the medical industry. I've also do a lot of speech and public speaking 
training for Fortune 500 executives. You know, it's, there's the, the possibilities are endless with these skill sets. Definitely. But, but even, let's say, you know, I don't want to perform at all. My son grew up in the theater. He ended up going into computer engineering. So, but he keeps getting jobs. Yes, one, he's a mathlete and he's good at coding <laughs> and that stuff, but he's also good at completing a sentence. He knows how to speak to a group with confidence about his desires and his dreams and his ambitions. And that's what gets him gigs. That's oh, what gets, yeah. so he's, he's got this summer internship. Oh my gosh, he's making more than I ever made at his age. It's <laughs> amazing. Using those theater, those communication skill sets. Oh yeah, and that skill set goes so far, kind of like what you were talking about. And beyond that, we have such a good way to prepare our students with critical thinking skills. Yeah. And really, that's what you want to take away from a college experience, regardless of your major. We want to teach our students how to think through problems, how to communicate effectively with people that, that may have different opinions than them. And the good thing about theater is there's a very diverse community there. That's so right. um, theater is definitely known for a more diverse surroundings and mm -hmm. community. And that is so great to expose yourself to that during your college years mm -hmm. um, and, you know, be more comfortable with it. And then whenever you get into the working world, you know how to handle yourself and how to communicate to these people, how to relate to them deeper and then really make them feel included, too, which is a really serving a higher purpose for all of us. I'm so glad that Lana is wor working for us over in <laughs> recruiting because she, kn she knows the lingo and it's, it's absolutely t true that we teach each other how to get along and we're definitely, our, our country is having a hard time with that right now. I'm used to being around people with vastly different opinions about what's the best next step. I work in a collaborative environment where, where we we surround ourselves with the best and the brightest, so why would we suddenly not listen to everyone's opinions, right? So, that the, so theater creates these processes where we can get at what is the best idea in the room. And that's how I work. I work in a very collaborative way, and that's what I teach our, our students how, how to get along with each other. Or for that matter, it's less about getting along because sometimes we have very spirited debate about what are the, the next best steps. But the issue is that because we've created an atmosphere of trust and an atmosphere of respect, we can challenge each other without it being a personal attack. And, and we know that we, at the, at, at the end of our spirited discussions, we know that we can can hug it out and get get on with the next things that, that needs to happen. I love that. I mean, and those are great lessons for business world too. So oh, those yeah. students that are thinking about doing theater and they can always fall back on anything because fortunately with that bachelor's degree, you can do whatever you would like. A lot of it's social capital. So based on who you've met um, in the process of going to college and really just finding your own community wherever that is mm -hmm. in the world. So yeah, thanks for right. telling us a little more about that. Yeah. Um, I know that you all have some upcoming performances this oh, yeah. spring. So I want to hear what we have going on. Do we have the musical coming up? Yes. Uh, we we have, have some stuff coming up, right? Yes. We So the musical is coming up in April. And I, a musical that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, it was one of the first musicals I was exposed to, Bye Bye Birdie. Um, and it's a wonderful time for us to think about. Here's a play that it is loosely based on in the late 50s when Elvis uh, was conscripted in, into the army to, to serve. And 
how the, the reaction of his fans in around that. And so we have this fictitious character, Conrad Birdie, who is going through a, a, a similar storyline. And so it's, it's how we treat celebrity, how, um, it, you know, it, I'm, I remember it was before I was born, but I've seen the black and white footage of, of the screaming fans at the Beatles and, and just with the, that in a way, in our country, our royalty is uh, are our celebrities. Definitely. And, and so there's that, that interest, interesting sort of um, uh, social commentary, if you will. And also there's, I think this piece has a nostalgia right now for this time that I wonder if it even ever existed, this, this world that, that Bye Bye Birdie creates. But it's, it's interesting that we have this kind of, uh, I don't know, nostalgic attitude about that, that the, the leave it to beaver, late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. I think that this play asks is, did this time ever happen? Is this something what, that we do want to move back to? Who knows, you know, that, and I, I think that there's definitely, um, well, just even this fun, laugh a minute, memorable, catchy tunes, even that has a little bit of social commentary in it, but that's really a goof. Now, if you're looking for something with a little bit more meat and um, in terms of diving into social issues, we have coming up real soon here, uh, coming up the, the second week in February, we have Stop Kiss. This is a play um, that's celebrating uh, 22 years of, of, uh, from its first seminal production. It's a play that about, it's, a, it's tough issues about uh, violence that occurs towards a same-sex relationship, the two main characters, and how they deal with it. And it's, you know, it's sad, but unfortunately, this is something that could have been written yesterday. We, we, we have some awful xenophobia that has occurred in our community and, and in the world at large, and, and it's up to us to really come together, I think, uh, as a, a community to figure out how can we treat each other in a, in a better way, in a more respectful way, how can we be more tolerant. And we're working hand in hand with uh, student organizations here on campus uh, to make sure that we are getting out and serving the LGBTQAI community. And uh, so we also, along with the production of the play, have a, a lot of really exciting events talkbacks that are happening in and around the production. So definitely check that out. Lots of ways for the student community to participate in the production uh, even more than just coming to view the production itself. I love that. And you know, for those of you that have not seen a live performance, there's something so magical about being in a live performance because how it differs for me than just going to the movies is you have you can actually feel the emotion from the actors yeah. and when there's a slip up or a mistake and there's a giggle it's so real you yeah. know you can really feel the magic and the realness in the room and then you get that solid emotion from the audience too yeah. so it's such a great opportunity especially seeing our students grow and learn yeah. um, through everything right they do everything from directing to mm-hmm. lighting i mean they do the whole gamut right yes yes well the, uh, everything you're going to see there has a, the student's stamp on it. We, we have two student designers for Stop Kiss. Uh, I was just in the Davis Theater. This is in Gunderson Hall, second floor, where you can come see this, and we'll also have uh, lobby displays up and interactive uh, activities there as well that are connected to the subject matter. 
but the, the, the set itself, the lighting is all student created, produced. This is a, a, a university production. We also have our student produced productions. In between Stop Kiss and Bye Bye Birdie, we actually have a new adaptation of Great Gatsby that's going up at the ah. student union that is all uh, student produced. Perfectly that's really exciting. The 20s, right? That's right. Yes, yeah, back. here we are 100 years later. Yeah. The more things change, the more they remain the same. Yep, I love that. That is so cool that students have the opportunity to gain mentorship and really learn how it is to put on a whole performance. So That's right. what a cool experience. Yeah. Um, and then we have such a cool opportunity for our freshmen um, mm. here at OSU. Oh, they yeah. have the opportunity to come to a performance for free. Is that right? That's Tell right. Tell us a little bit about how that works, how our students can go ahead and get tickets and what they need to do. That's right. So actually tickets are quite affordable. Stu students, I believe, are $7. It might be a little less at the... Uh, the Davis Theater. Uh, so it's already affordable, but we do, because some freshmen may not have been exposed to theater yet, that might be a little scary. So we do offer once a year, um, students can choose one of the shows to come for free. And we had many freshmen that already took advantage of that for Steel Magnolias, which was a huge hit, and then Argonautic, our big spec fall spectacle about Jason and the Argonauts. So we had a lot of freshmen come out for that and you may want to talk to folks who've seen those shows. You'll see our A-frame signs up all over the place. They're actually featuring on all the posters this year for the theater. It's featuring students outside of the theater major who, and so if you look at the byline, you'll see that we have folks that are in journalism, in administration, business degrees, all, it runs the gamut for oh, our folks cool. that participate. Yeah, so that's, that's something that you can just call the box office. Um, or you can just come over to the Saratine Center for the Performing Arts, Room 121. Uh, Michelle's there, and she will happily get your ticket all set up for you. Yeah, and I've been to a lot of performances, and each one yeah. is unique and special, and we are so lucky to have such great performers and such great leadership in our theater department. There's a lot going on. It's not just me making it happen. We, it's a huge team effort. There are some amazing faculty here who are a pretty big deal in their own right. We have folks that have invented circus equipment. We have folks that incorporated theater for young audiences companies in Chicago and New York and are working out in, in LA and coming back and forth and doing their business and then flying out. So wow, yeah, that the, the time to uh, participate in uh, theater here at OSU is now. I would say that there's a massive amount of experience, but there's also a massive amount of energy in the department right now. So if it's been a while since you've checked out a show at OSU, come back and, and check it out again because things are, things are cooking. Thanks to David Kersner for joining us today on the Pokes Podcast. You can connect with us and find out more about the College of Arts and Sciences on any of our social media channels by following OK State CAS, C-A-S. We finish our episode with asking David the same question we ask all of our guests. How do the arts and sciences make the world a better place? That's an easy one because I'm a little of both. You know, I'm, I'm a, a grandson of a, a physicist and a son of a, a theater writer and improv artist. For me, I can't think of a better place for 
the theater department to be housed. Because when you get a theater degree, you have to take 40 credits outside the major. So you're getting a background in history, you're getting a background in this great social experiment that, that we call the United States of America, and you're understanding that. And by understanding that, you can better reflect it. And that's our job in theater, to better reflect the world around it so that we can bring those truths to our, our audience. And so I, I can't think of a, a better place. For me, in terms of arts and science, the arts put the steam in STEM. And that's, I'll leave you with that thought.